more time in by itself or just time alone never changes a consumer into a buyer. And I think one of yeah. the things that the rule teaches women is to really be authentic to ourselves. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Every week, I talk to a guest who has a real-life, real-love relationship issue or concern, or I have a guest who today I have a very special one because she's a very special friend of mine, or I talk about an issue or concern on my own that I think is of value and interesting to listeners. So uh, I want to get right into today because we're going to probably use all of our time. Hi, Erin. Hi. Erin is a great friend of mine fellow, um, let's say, journeyman in life with me um, through all manner of relationships and the rules and all kinds of great things. I wanted to have her on because she can, um, she can really talk to so many issues that have come up in my life and in hers and ours together. And I just welcome you, Erin, and thank you for doing this. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun to, it will to go be down the relay in a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Is that, is that not true? Because I was thinking before you uh, came on, I know when we met, I don't know, like, how long ago it was. It was a long time ago, though, right? Do you remember? I, I know. It was in 2006. Oh, okay. Okay, great. So, wow, that is, yeah, long time. I didn't, you know, I just lose track of it. So, 2006, when we started working together. Yes. My recollection, I don't remember actually meeting you. I remember meeting you. Um, you do? I, my desk was put right next to your desk. Oh, um, yeah, and, yeah. That's right. And I was studying to become a social worker at the time. And I learned more from you than I did from the person I was supposed to be learning from. <laughs> oh, right. Um, okay. We won't mention any names. I get That's right. <laughs> now I remember. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Yeah. Now I have the picture in my mind of where I sat and where you sat. Got it. That's really crazy. And I used to bring, remember, I used to bring my little dog to work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had a teeny tiny, for anybody, um, I had a teeny, teeny, tiny four-pound chihuahua that um, was blonde and we looked alike. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, and she had a personality. You know how dogs take on your personality? That's she right. really had she yeah. really had my personality too. It's so funny. <laughs> so, right? So, um so yeah, that's how we met. And we had then because we just hit it off and we were sitting next to each other and uh we were working on some cases together uh that we just started talking about all manner of things in our personal life. And we used to like go out for lunch and stuff too when we could. And that's mm -hmm. how we became like really close. Yeah. Right. So, and then after, after, you know, I finished my time at that place, I, you kept working there and then we just stayed in touch. We talked on the phone, we would hang out. We, um, you know, we just, yeah. over the years, we've always made time for each other. Yeah. And then you became like part of the family because you used to come Aww. down because you're, because um, you're, uh, in New York, and that's when you went to Columbia. Uh, but before mm -hmm. that, are you okay disclosing where you're from? I'm sure. I'm I'm originally um, from the Midwest, a small, yeah. small, tiny little town in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you didn't have any family like close by. 
Right. So you remember you used to, I don't remember when you first met my mom, but you used to come down to uh, my mom's in New Jersey, and we used to do, oh, and then we started doing Thanksgiving together actually in New York, because I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I hated going anywhere on Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh, gosh. No, I remember those Thanksgivings. Yeah. Oh, that was great. The real thing I wanted to, to talk about today was because we've really been like through all manner of relationship stuff with each other. And all of this was post my divorce. Because by that point, I had been divorced for already like, gosh, a long time, like five years or so. And, you know, I was doing the, um, I was really like that typical get out of a divorce and then kind of run amok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and definitely, you know, like it was that, even though it wasn't like the 90s were over and like Sex of the City was over and like. 2004 or something it was and for anybody who's never lived in New York City the that series for women it couldn't be more what the experience was and is to yeah, now just a more modern version of it like with cell phones and texting and stuff which they didn't really I think they had maybe flip phones towards the end of this series, but they were, you know, because it was like late 90s to 2004, it was over. So, wow. you know, and, and the first iPhone didn't come in to, the first iPhone did not come on the market till, well, I remember the, the month and year. June of 2007 is when Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. Believe it or not, 2007. Wow. Yeah, isn't that amazing? The point is, like, all those men for all the four women on Sex and the City, they, like, I've met them all. I've met every single one of those men yeah. <laughs> in New York. I, you know I remember this one, this one part in Sex and the City where, where Carrie, she's doing a, a seminar or something, and she says, there's, you know, two million men in New York, and I've dated a million of them. <laughs> Exactly. That's what you feel like when you're here because it's yeah. just, it is such a, you know, there's just a plethora of single people and you're all on this, like, you know, especially Manhattan, you're all on this part of this island and it's just craziness because the men, it, they're even worse than what they showed on the series, really. The men are even, uh -huh. you know, in a, to a greater. It's like all the Sex and the City characters on steroids. You know, the men anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally sometimes they're on steroids. So you want to stay away from them. <laughs> so anyway, at the time years ago, there were some times where I was stopped on the street and people would think I was when I was wearing, especially when I was wearing a baseball cap, that I was um, Sarah Jessica Parker. For just a second. Oh, that's funny. I know. It really is. But it's, you know what it is? I always say, I don't look that much like her, and especially now I don't, but I have the same essence. Like yeah, there's something I of like don't, that. right? Isn't that true? Yep. Yep. And you know me really well. So <laughs> if you say it's true, then I think, you know, it really is. And, and now, what's so funny is that now I'm like the real life Carrie Bradshaw. I write about. <laughs> relationships and it's just so interesting right so anyway um so we were working together there and we then like i don't know how many years went by that because you had left because you were doing an internship there so you left and we didn't start working again until like like quite a few years later i think it was 2011 when well i was working at a school actually before that if oh, you that's right. and i needed a little bit of temp help and you came oh, in and yeah. helped me temporarily. <laughs> um, and oh, then, yeah. Um, and all your coworkers just hated me. That's what I remember oh, about well, that. They weren't really very nice people. Anyway, um, then, yeah, then again, we started working together again at another place. Um, well, you know what it was, I think, with the coworkers? I was like, you were the big honcho boss. <laughs> and you were my friend. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't like, it, you know, word to anybody, if you're really close with a big honcho boss, probably not a good idea to, thank God it was only temporary, but it was, yeah, it was fun because we get to hang out more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then I think a few years went by and then I was working somewhere else and you came to work there and you yes. must have worked there for over a year. I would say. Oh, I worked there actually three years. Oh my God. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And that's when like towards the end of it, I guess like the last year of it or maybe last two years of it is when everything kind of came together where I rediscovered the rules because I was in a relationship that started out non-rosy completely. Oh my gosh. And, and so was I. Right. So I must have, I rediscovered it. I probably found, I probably kept that book and found it somehow in my stash of old books. It was probably all like the yellow, the pages were all yellowed or something because, you know, that book, The Rules, and uh, Blatant Plug, Sherry Schneider and Ellen Fine, who wrote The Rules, actually wrote the foreword to my book. Like mm -hmm. this is years later, which is just, I can't believe that now looking back that in 1990, I think they wrote The Rules in 1994, as young women in 1994. Yeah. You know, before, you know, cell phones and texting and the whole, it's, it was just a really interesting thing. So if you read like the first rules book, which is still being published and still out there because it's so profound that it, it was, it was such a phenomenon. But if you read it now, it's really like kind of quaint because there's nothing about texting or, you know, being available on your cell. And I think you and I talked about this, didn't we? That it's, it was so much easier. Dating was really a, a much easier endeavor vis-a-vis -vis the rules before cell phones. And I remember also when the new, I don't know if it's the one that's called the new rules, but um, when the rules came out with the part about texting, uh -huh. I remember prior to that we were saying, but there's nothing in here about texting. Right, <laughs> and, yeah. And cell phones, and then that part came out, and we were like, oh, thank God. Right, <laughs> right. Truth be told for anybody listening or anyone who knows me, I became a rules coach in 2015, I think it was, I, meaning I went through their course and I did all that and actually became one of their coaches. Since then, you know, I, have, I call myself, and this, then I wrote the book and I got more into this field and, you know, really got into my coaching in a big way and developed my programs. What I call myself is an 80-20 rules coach because... I believe just, you know, from my social work background, certainly from the life I've lived, that they're, well, the rules are fantastic. However, I've worked with many, many women where the rules being what even the rules girls term a rules robot or a rules automaton actually hangs them up and makes things like, hard where they don't need to be so hard. So I'm an 80-20 rules coach, meaning I believe in, you know, doing it 80% of the time. The 20% that you don't or that you make leeway for is necessary simply because life is lived in gray and there has to be uh, provisions for certain types of men. Now, the problem is that most women will, uh, because when we're left to our own emotions, this is where women hang themselves up, when we're left to our own emotions with it, then it can cause issues and problems where there don't need to be any. Like, for example, if we fast forward to when, to your relationship uh, that you have now, I remember when you were having trouble with him first off because truth be told, you didn't start as a rules relationship, right? Um, we, yes, we did. I mean, he, he approached me first. He asked for my number first. He called me first. Um, oh, um, I didn't so realize yes, that. Yes. Yeah, so we, but didn't we it get did, right definitely. into like a sexual 
relationship. Yes, that's true. That's, yeah, that's, that's what that I meant. Yes, that, that, was, that was right there in the beginning. And, but that's also because I was, I was rules-minded, which is why it, it, it started out with him contacting me and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't planning on, on staying here. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I, I, I was just looking to, like, hang out a little bit and move away a few months later. And so yes. that's why it, it got physical so fast because I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, exactly. Like, a few times and be done with it. Right. Um, so, but the, but the real, you know, important part of, of the rules of it happening, of, of the contact happening first, that, that, that happened. Totally, oh, like, that okay. Happened. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. I didn't know this. Eric. That makes a lot of sense to me now yeah. because he, like, he is so in love with you. It's just, He's awesome. he, yeah. he is awesome. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's so wonderful to see. So now I'm getting into the rules coaching, and we both have these. This is not the guy you were with at that time. Back then, when we started, we were both in non-rulesy relationships. And then trying to make them like, okay, now we got to do the rules. And like, oh, my gosh, that didn't work for either of us. That was a disaster. And we were both (laughs) um, probably like in the worst, not the worst relationship we'd ever had, but as far as like following the rules and doing things right, I think it's fair to say we were both in like the worst relationship. It was was bad. Every mistake, every mistake there was. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Me too. I listened to a few of your other podcasts and I love the part about when you talk about um, if, if, you know, LeBron was playing a high school basketball team, it really, the victory really wouldn't be that great. I was the high school basketball team. Like it it was, it was ridiculous. It's embarrassing even now to think. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm totally embarrassed by it. Yeah. My own. Yeah. But Uh I, we had to go, we had to go through all that, you know, to get where we are now with our awesome relationships now. And I remember, when we were working together and, you know, we, we did, you know, the, the most recent time and we would talk about, you know, what, what happened this and, you know, analyzing all the behavior and, and everything. Um, and then you, you rediscovered the rules. And I even remember you bringing me your rules book, which by the way, I think I still have. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and I've actually um, loaned it to several women um, since then. And they, they've given it back to me. So I do still have it. Oh, that's um, great. But, but I remember I got to keep it like in the family said, now, you know, it's like, it's sure. like an heirloom now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, but I remember us, you know, like you said, trying to just start doing the rules like mid bad relationship. Um, mm. And that was even, even more of a disaster. Um, it wasn't, you know, in, re- in hindsight, you know, cause I work with women in the situation now. So they come to me, in exactly that place. And right. we could have changed it up to a much better t- degree. And I think I told you about an instance um, with my guy that it was a pivotal time and I didn't do it right. If I had been working with someone, I uh-huh. likely would have it would have changed the course of my whole life because if I had stayed with him I wouldn't be where I am today wouldn't have the great relationship I have today I mean I would still be with him but I was in love with him and when a woman is in love I mean all bets are off right and if I'd been working with someone I really would have maybe handled it to a point in other words if I had done the leave him to lure him correctly in a way that, and it takes time. We say it takes so much. If you're in the middle of a relationship right now and you're listening to this and uh, you have called it off or you're a quote-unquote on a break, I mean, it's really doing it to, that's not an 80-20. You have to do it 100%, no contact. You have to do it in the right way and you have to take a lot of time because I always say for a guy that however much time it takes you to deal with your emotion or access it as a woman, you got to multiply that for a guy minimum, minimum times three because he doesn't live by his feelings. He lives by his decisions. And so it's really, really tough for him to process emotions and feelings and come to decisions. 
fast forward to now, the guy that you then met and you were going to leave, um, you weren't going to stay, but you started Rulesy. What happened? It didn't, I, I remember you didn't leave. Tell, tell me about right. that. What, right. Because I, I can't so, remember exactly so how that play, played out. I like what you said about if you had had someone to help you because you were the person at that time that was helping me. And that's why I was able to do it correctly um, because it, w it was really hard. And if I, um, you know, didn't know, of course, what I know now and I didn't have your help, I, I certainly would not be in this awesome relationship I'm in now. Mm -hmm. um, but he, you know, we met and we hit it off and we, um, things were going really great, but there were just certain parts of his life that he just needed to kind of get himself together. Yeah. And I said, you know, um, I, I, I like you, um, but these kinds of things aren't going to work in my life. And, um, you know, I said to you, like, what do I do? And you said, you have to just leave him. You have to cut off all contact. You can't talk to him. You can't text him. You can't email him. And if he reaches out to you, you have to ignore him. And I was like, what? <laughs> right? Like, what? It sounds, even when you say it, like, and I know, because I, I work with women in this all the time, it sounds so damn harsh. But it, it does. works it sounds, like nothing it, else. It sounds mean. And as women, of course, we're taught to be nice and to exactly. be, you know, all these things. But it, even to this day, he says, you know, he loves to, like, talk about our relationship and review different <laughs> things. <laughs> um, and it's so great. Um, but he, he, he'll say, when did you know, you know, that, that I was the one for you? And, and I'll say, well, when did you know? And he'll go, well, when you ignored me and you left me. Exactly. Even now, he, he cites that as the, the turning point for him. Um, because I just said, you know, you, these kinds of things aren't going to work for me. Um, you know, and with your advice, I made it about me. It wasn't about him. It yes. was about me and what what would work for me and right. it was being it was it was being true to myself and and what would work for me as a woman and as a person and in my heart what would work for me in a relationship and so i told him these things won't work for me and i i can't i can't be with you um until you get these things taken care of and he was like well well we can still talk right and i said no we can't and he was like well what if i text you and i he's like are you going to ignore me and i said yeah i am and he was like what you're yeah. gonna ignore me? No, you can't right. do that. It's the highest yeah. level you were being that were the opponent that I talk about. And for men, this is so, so important. Because for men, if we think about it, I always say this, you know, sports come from the mind of males. You know, when we started out as humans, we didn't like, you know, walk out of the cave and play a basketball game. You know, they developed sports because of the three C's of men that at their core, they're all about challenge, competition, and conquering. It's just at their core, what a male is just like at our core. And of course, this is across a, a, a spectrum, but at our core, we're about cooperation, connection, and caretaking. And so when we're that worthy opponent, which you were showing him, it's not about you, you know, yes, you need to get these things taken care of, but I'm working from my vantage point of what I need and what I want in my life and what I want to achieve in my life. And that shows the guy, I'm a worthy opponent. I don't mess around and play in the minor leagues. My life is the major leagues. And so I want a guy who's in the major leagues. And that's the only guys I play with. And it is so valid. It was so profound for him. I love how he, now fast forward years later, he's still talking about it. Yep. If I, if I go and call him right now, he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Because he will never, and that's the beauty of it, he will never forget that feeling. No. Never. No, and this is what keeps him so, I remember the last time I was hanging out with you, Aaron, the, you showed me his text. I mean, this is just a, an afternoon that you're 
away, and he's sending these unbelievable, like, I don't know, it was something like miss you or love you or it, it, the way wow. he just emotes in his, t- it's just so lovely. It, it, and it's all the time. It's every day he tells me all the reasons that he loves me and the new oh things that he's discovered that he loves me. And, and um, every single day he tells me how pretty I am, how amazing I am. It's, he's, he continues to be like completely... <clears throat> Like, let me just, he tells me all the time, I'm crazy about you. You know how I'm crazy about you? What does it feel like to have a man who's so crazy <laughs> about you? He just can't get enough of you. Seriously, he said that to me this morning. I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? Um, I'm totally serious. Uh, it's, if only I could record it. We could play it on the podcast. <laughs> let me tell you guys, um, and I'm going to say, let me tell you, y'all, because now I'm in Texas, I can say that. Let me tell you, y'all, this guy, first of all, he is... I mean, he's model gorgeous and very manly. Like, it's not like he's on the the gender spectrum of being, you know, um, uh, because that's, you know, in my book I put that, you know, we're all on a a spectrum. He's on the right side of the spectrum. He's more towards uber male. Oh, big time. Right? And so it's just a wonderful, it's because of... That profound move you made, I want to go back to it. So tell me what your experience uh-huh. of that was. Because I remember I said, yeah, you can't. And you were like, oh, my God, that's so harsh. And yeah, I was and- really developing the leave him to Laura. I didn't even know, like, to a great degree, all of that. And you helped me develop that through right. and, and that experience. Yeah, and, and that was, you know, you were really kind of starting to get into all of this mm-hmm. um, when that happened. And, and so, you know, I, I felt like that was a really extreme thing to do. Yes. But I also felt like my instinct wasn't to do that, so it was probably wrong because my instinct... You mean your instinct was wrong? My because instinct, your instinct was wrong. Because, right. Which many times for in these situations, because of our emotions, it usually is. That's the beauty right. of having like a coach or friends or, you know, who, but, but friends make it tough. And the, the beauty, and I remember, and I revere you for this. And that's why I say, you know, friends are usually not the greatest people to go to about this stuff because they don't have the objectivity. And right. also because women are, cooperators, connectors, and caretakers, they want to commiserate with you in all of the emotional stuff. And many times it's just out of not knowing what might be best, but a lot of times it's friends wanting to give you the, uh, console you and, and yeah, give help you, you feel the, better. You make you feel better. Right. Right. And I, um, I knew that making you feel better wasn't going to help. I really finally knew what was going to help, but, but you were amazing in that you did it. And I always look back and say, how did you even do that on the advice of somebody who was like, I wasn't, you know, doing it then in the way that I am now and all that, but you, you just, you didn't go with your instincts and you did it. The way that I was able to, to not go with my instinct was because I had help. Um, and also because I'd already made all the mistakes in previous mm. relationships. And in my last one that was, you know, that I talked about earlier that was so bad, it's like I was making the mistakes knowing I was making them, but I, I couldn't help myself. Like I didn't, oh, I didn't no. know yeah. better. I didn't know how else to do it. And I thought, okay, when you told me that, I thought, okay, well, this is not what I would have done before. And we all know how that worked out. So let me do a different thing. I've done a different thing throughout this whole relationship so far, and it's worked out so well. Mm. And the, uh, other okay. side of it was, the other side of it was that when I said these things aren't going to work for me, I was being my true authentic self, and it was yes. about me. And I realized that, you know, that stuff really isn't going to work for me. And I really yeah. don't want to make those relationship mistakes again. And I think one of yeah. the things that the rules teaches women is to really be authentic to ourselves and and to really kind of stand up and you know be a worthy opponent for for what will work in our lives and our hearts the best 
And I, I thought, you know, that's not going to work for me. That's right. It's not going to. And if Paula says that this is the best way to deal with that, then that's how I'm going to deal with it. And I was going to move away anyway, and I want to do my life the way I want to do it. And mm-hmm. if somebody wants to come alongside me, then that stuff just isn't going to work for me. And it was, um, and so I told him, and you said, you know, when you tell him this, he's going to cry, and he did. <laughs> and when you tell him this, he's going to beg you not to do it, and he did. And when you tell him this, he's going to tell you he loved you for the first time, and he did. And I was like, whoa. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's and, funny because I think so, I told you, like, um, women say to me, you're clairvoyant. And <laughs> no, no, it's just that men are that uh, easy to, to know. I'm not, I don't have ESB. I'm not psychic. None of those things. But I knew mm-hmm. he was going to follow suit and do all of those things, if you do X, he'll do Y. And he did. And you, you were 100% correct, and he did write me during that time. Yep. And um, you told me to tell him that the only time I would respond to him is if he came to me and said, X, Y, Z, this is what I did. And each time he didn't say those things. He wrote me beautiful letters. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I that, remember that. that. Beautiful letters, but... But, but emails and texts um, all about how he missed me and he wanted to be with me and he had so much clarity now and on and on and on. But he never said those things. And so I never responded. I remember um, you coming to me. I have a vague recollection of one of those times and you came and you said, I just have to read you this text. And you read mm-hmm. one of them and it was heart melting for sure. It was, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, he's very... Um, uh, um, what's the word? Like almost prosaic in his way of expressing his love for you and mm-hmm. his desire and his everything. He's just, he's a beautiful soul in that way. And yeah, it was definitely heart melting. And I remember saying, nope, you can't answer it. And you were like, and I oh remember saying, God. please, can I, can I just write? Oh, yes. And you were yes. like, nope, nope, nope. And so I, I had told him when I did have one tiny weak moment, um, I had told him that he could contact me. He said, well, I already have your, when we were breaking up, he said, I already have your birthday gift. Can I at least give you your birthday gift or call you on your birthday or something? And I was like, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did reach out to me for my birthday. Um, he sent me a gift in the mail and he, he texted me um, and I had already deleted his number. So I was like, who is this? And he was like, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a strong move. Strong move. Um, the opponent move. Um, I responded, you know, thank you, you know, for the birthday wishes. Um, did you take care of XYZ? Um, and he said, well, I, I am, it's happening within, within a certain amount of time. I'd like to get together. Um, so I can tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of lured me to meet up with him, um, mm-hmm. which I did, you know, at a public place, not at my house or anything. Right. Um, and we, so we met. I remember and, this too. Yeah, I remember going over it and I said, yeah, you know, meet him at a public place. This is like the 80, 20 that we're talking about because right. it, it, you know, Sometimes you can, you have to walk that fine line because if you completely push him away, right, you really walked Mm -hmm. it well because he sent you this gift and then you agreed to hear him out again. No more than that. It wasn't like you were getting back together. It wasn't you were accepting him. You just agreed to hear it and you went to a public place. Right. So we went and he said, oh, can we have dinner? And I said, we can have a drink. And so we yes, had exactly. You don't get too much of my time. I will only hear you out. And that's right. over a drink. Um, right. And that's, that's all that I agreed to do. And so, um, you know, we met. Hi, how are you? And, oh, man, he looks so handsome. And I had missed him so much. It was crazy. Oh my I was God, so nervous, I, know, I remember. Right? Um, but I said, you know, what's the status on this, this, and this? And he said, oh, well, this is happening, you know, in two weeks, and this is happening in a month, and I've really been working really hard on this stuff, and, and can we see each other again next week? And I said, we can see each other when all this stuff is taken care of. So I'll talk to you then. 
Yay. And he was like, what? But I'm doing it. But it's going to happen. And I said, but it hasn't happened yet. And so it still isn't going to work for me. And I hope you do get this stuff taken care of. And I, and I hope you do reach out to me. Um, but I, I have to really stand by what I originally said. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but but that's what we did and you know the moment that things got together for him is the next moment he reached out to me and we've been you know yes slowly we've been together ever since want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today why won't he commit how a man decides to make you the one is available at all major book retailers or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. Over the last three years, we've been together now, um, and now we live together. And and we're you know he calls me his partner, his life partner, and he wants to mm-hmm. he talks about when we're going to be old together and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really because we started out the way we did with me really um, being true to myself. And not allowing him to dictate how things needed to be for me in my life, right. um, I've really been able to, to I guess, still be that worthy opponent, like you were saying, and 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 be be true to myself, I guess. And I know I keep saying that, but that's that's really what all this taught me is that it's it's better to to say what's right for you, and then to say what you think is right for them. Because oh, the there is run, absolutely right. Sorry, yeah, no question. In the in the long run, they're they're gonna know it, that's gonna come through that it's really not you being authentic, and I think that breeds mistrust um, over time, um, and that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> it's so true, though. Um, yes, absolutely, because they will they they sense that. I mean, we all do, right? When someone is not being true to themselves. And we can't, we can't fake that. We have to do it. And what happens is that it will seep out. If you're accepting his stuff, but you don't like it, just to keep the relationship together, it, it, it seeps out and it will eventually implode. Right. Like, for example... Um, there's this commercial or something out right now, or maybe it's a show. I don't know. I saw it recently um, where the, the girl says um, uh, he said he was going to go do whatever with this friend that's a girl. And I felt really jealous, but I didn't say so because I know that's not cool. Mm. And that's, that's behavior that I would have done in the past. Whereas now I know I'm going to say, actually, no, that makes me really uncomfortable. And I don't, I, I don't feel great about that, and here's why. Whereas in the past, I would have just done what I felt like he wanted me to do and, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, said what I could to, like, to please him, to keep things, um, you know, uh, nice and, and easy in the relationship and keep everybody happy. In the long run, that really doesn't work. Um, because then, like you said, it's going to seep out somewhere else and I'm going to be irritated or unhappy or whatever in some other way. And it's, it's not going to feel real to him. That's exactly, but I love the way that you, it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. In other words, mm -hmm. if the, if a guy comes to you with that scenario, and you are uncomfortable because we have to go with our gut instinct in that way. In other words, there would be female colleagues or friends where you wouldn't feel uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But the, someone that you feel uncomfortable about, there's likely a reason, you know, check yourself. Is the reason me? And I have, because some people do, you know, we're all on a scale too of having jealousy issues and not, right? But if you check yourself and you say, you know, I wouldn't be upset if this were Susan, but I am upset because it's Jessica, then you have to go with that, right? It's mm-hmm. how you said it is that you said, I'm not really comfortable with that. It sounds to me like, uh, and, and I would be this way. I would just say it and then see what he does. Because mm-hmm. that's really the key is that, because you're going to get information from that. In other words, if you say, I'm not really comfortable with that. 
and then he does it anyway, what does that show you? Right. Yeah. So you learn something. But you didn't say, you know, I don't want you to do that. You shouldn't do that, you know, whatever, and get into some kind of argument about it because if there's too much pushback. In other words, when you just say, I'm not comfortable with that, it's not pushback. He makes his own decision about it. And then you see, and you find out information. So I'm just so glad because you really deserve this wonderful relationship. And it was, I I love the fact that it all came together in that way. And you have to give yourself a lot of credit for doing the leave him to lure him in the way that you did it. No contact is just vital to it working for men. And uh-huh. it's funny, I always say to to women that I'm working with in the Leave to Laura, say, you know, if I were working with a man, I wouldn't be telling him this in any way, shape, or form. In other words, if a man wanted to get back with a woman, it is not the way it would be working. And there's a lot of material out there, like if you Google, you know, how to get him back or any of that stuff all that material is a one-size-fits-all, meaning they put it out there as for both men and women, and it should not be because we are so different night and day. Our needs are night and day. If you do that no contact and that harsh thing with a woman, it's not going to work. What a disservice, actually, that is to everyone. Um, it, because it is. We, yeah, because as women, you know, of course we, we are equal in so many ways, and we can do so many of the same things that men can do. But when it comes to relationships, we are different. Um, we're, we're equal, but we're different. And we need to do different things. makes a big difference. Um, and I, I wish that I had known all of these things when I was 20 years old. But, of course, if I did, you and I probably would never have <laughs> become <laughs> the friends that we did because we went through so many things together. And I remember yes. when we were – when. Um, that time that, uh, that we were in Tucson, um, and, uh, cause, cause I came out there and, and you were there and stuff and we, we were working on that test. Um, yeah, the, um, consumer I, versus buyer relationship test. Yes. I, 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 I love the fact that it was just fortuitous cause you were coming out to visit a family member in Arizona and it, it kind of came together because I, after the bad relationship I had when we were working together, I it was I ended it. I didn't do the leave him to Lorem right in any way, shape, or form. I could have gotten that back, but my whole life would have been different had that happened. So what happened mm-hmm. for me is that I ended the relationship, and I was also like you considering you were considering moving. I was considering a whole life change, and I didn't know what that was going to be. My job was so awful. This was a different place. It wasn't where we were working. I moved from where we were working together to another place, and it was horrific. It was the most stressful, difficult work situation I had ever been in. I was actually still working there from Tucson, but... It was not in alignment at all with my social work values and how I like to work and it not the not the people, the actual other people there were fantastic. If any of them are listening, they were all they all had those values. Um but it was the system we were forced to work under that didn't allow us to do social work in a way that aligned with our values. So I was staying in a job that wasn't aligning with my values, and I was in a messed up relationship. So I made a call to my sister, and she said, she said you've, you've, you've got to get out. I mean, you, this has got to stop. You can no longer live your life like this. And she had a little guest house uh, with her house in Tucson and said, just come out. Just pack up, do whatever, just come out here and just see. You know, you know, and she was so great about it. And I did. 
And then, lo and behold, I don't know how many months later, you said you were coming out. It was like, oh, great. I get to, you know, I get to see Erin. She's coming out here. And we had, I don't know how many days you were there, but we had so much fun. And it was all about this stuff because I hadn't written a book yet. I hadn't developed my test. And I was in the process of developing it. And Erin, you're a social worker, and you know, like, how those things kind of have to go as well. And we were discussing all of it and making the scores and doing it. It was really, uh, the whole time we were together, we did nothing but talk about this stuff. And it was so much fun. It was fun. And I remember us like walking around, like sweating buckets in the hot Arizona <laughs> heat, like, like thinking, okay, well, remember this guy that I dated back in whatever year? Let's take the test on him. Okay, what about this guy? Okay, let's take the right. test on him. Um, and really figuring out, you know, the, how to score it and what the questions would be and could this question be interpreted in any other way and, yes. and you know, yeah. on and on and on. And we, 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 we totally immersed ourselves in so that test. Fun. And it actually, it is such a great test. I really commend you. It's so good. Oh, thank um, you. And it, well, you played a part so, in it. It It's so, it's just, it's real. It works. It um it does because I've taken it on all my past guys, and <laughs> it, 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 it's yeah, it all works. Um, yep, that and too. I've had everybody I know take it, and you know, if he falls into that a mixed message consumer or ultimate consumer, uh, thank God, you know, I didn't have anybody fall in the ultimate consumer and stay with them. But um, actually, I did. Actually, I did. Uh, prior to, you know, years before that, I was right after my divorce, as I said, you know, di- divorce time is, you know, cu- the first couple of years after divorce for a woman, even if you want it, and even if it was not adversarial or a difficult divorce like mine was, wasn't difficult, wasn't adversarial, wasn't any of those issues, but it was still such a life altering upheaval kind of thing emotionally that I ended up with an ultimate consumer and mm-hmm. boy oh boy so anyway we're doing it you're out in Arizona and we do it and it, it really was helpful to me and and you are in the acknowledgments of my book because you were so helpful after that it wasn't too long before I actually moved back to New York wrote the book and like the rest is is history <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just again thank you for you know kind of recapping that. It's I'm so glad you're in the relationship you're in, and now I've got you know I'm with Sid, and it's also a wonderful, loving relationship now engaged, and it it's so wonderful to come full circle like that. And everybody can, no matter where you are right now, in a relationship if you believe in a higher power or the universe or fate or whatever it is, if you have the intention of making changes in your life and growing and rectifying or fixing or moving forward, whatever it is, that kind of energy will bode well for you and you will move through it, past it, and to a great place, whether it's with this guy or with someone else. I truly believe that. I do too. And I, you know, if, if someone had said what you just said to me when I was in my last bad relationship, I, I would have, you know, I wanted that to work out so badly, even though in my deep in my heart, I knew it wasn't the right relationship for me. Me too. I, yeah. still, I still really wanted it to work out so badly. That would, you know, what you just said would have sounded a little bit scary to me. Um, yes. But, but at the same time, I, I, I would never trade where I am now. I mean, you know, the guy I'm with now, he, I can't say enough amazing things about him. And um, he, he loves me so much and, and, I'm, and we're really happy. He's happy. I'm happy. Um, and I, I have, you know, I really have to thank you for that um, because oh. I wouldn't be where I am now with him if, if it wasn't for you and with, you know, you weren't such a good friend to me and, and you weren't always there to, to, you know, listen and, and, and be a, be my rules coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, that's so lovely because you've been, it's the same, you know, we were there for each other in that way. And it really, I'm so happy 
to hear that. You know what I find a lot is that it's hard to believe when you're in a, a relationship that isn't so great or if you've experienced relationships that are not great. What I find most difficult for my clients and for me in terms of getting this message across that it really, none of a, how a man is happens in a vacuum and it is according to what we do that allows them to show us who they are. The other day, um, Sid was visiting me as I'm spending the summer in Dallas and he was visiting me here and he was doing something for me, you know, and of course I thanked him and he said, of course, and he looked at me and said, I'm here to make your life easier. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no guy has ever said anything like that to me before you know what I mean like it's just like I looked at him uh -huh. like I, I just couldn't you know and you experience those things with uh, your guy all the time and I do as well it was just one of those little moments that sticks out in my mind that that's how he feels and that's how a man wants to feel that's their raison d'etre is to make life good for you in whatever way they can and that doesn't mean, you know, money or any, it, it, it's, it's of who they are, bringing themselves to the table as a man and making life better. And finally, you know, rightfully so, you have a man that is that for you. It was always deserved, but until you get to a place where, okay, I'm through with doing the stuff that doesn't allow that, does it happen? And that's mm -hmm. where you were where you said, I'm standing in what I need, who I am, and what I want, and you didn't accept anything less. And I didn't do it in, in, a, in a bitchy way. Um, I just, I did it, you know, when I said it, I felt like in a very, you know, loving, compassionate way to myself. Exactly. Yes. Again, and, not and what you say, but how you say it. And that right. love for yourself and for him, because he wasn't intentionally doing anything quote-unquote wrong it's just where he was in his life and it was it just wasn't going to work for you it wasn't that he was somebody that didn't work for you it's what was going on for him and mm -hmm. things he could change things he could change right not things that he couldn't I, I like to make that difference as well for anybody in any relationship. Is it things that he can change or things that he can't? Things that he has control over or things that he doesn't? Because it, it's of no value if there's someone in your life who has a personality trait that you cannot stand. That's not going to change. Right? But you, don't, you just don't like the way he dresses. That can change easily with... Oh, honey, you would look so great in that button-down shirt. You should try it on. You're going to look great in it. He wants to then please you and wear a button-down shirt. It really is yeah, that. You, you never know what might happen if you were to wear that shirt. Love it. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. That's exactly it. The beauty of men is that they're, they are fairly simple in that way. And want to please. He does. And he tells me all the time, um, I, I want to please you. I just, I want you to be happy. You deserve mm. to be happy. I want to make you happy. How can <laughs> I do that? Exactly. I love it. Well, I'm it's so amazing. glad. I'm so, so glad, yes, that you you have this. And I can't wait to see you again. Um, and I thank you so much for doing this. I think it's a really great conversation for people to get to know me a little bit more and that it wasn't for my whole life, wasn't an easy ride. And no, it's, it's, I don't think you set out one day and say, I'm going to be a coach. You know, it, <laughs> it, it just, it just doesn't work like that because it is something that evolves. And I always say the best teacher for any of us in whatever you're doing are your failures. Absolutely. And I actually have this very vivid memory of, of when of we were sitting 
um, in your cubicle at the last job that we worked together at, and we were talking about something in the rules. You know, we were saying earlier that we're you you know you were discovering the rules and we were like analyzing everything and stuff at, at work. And I remember after we had we really started to to get it and and started mm-hmm. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying. I wish that I could just help other women know what I know. I remember that's, I think, maybe before then you'd already kind of started to think about a book or something. I don't know. But I I know that at that time, that's when you really started thinking, I could help other women figure this out. And you, you had said at the time, however old you were, you were like, I'm whatever years old. If only I had known this 20 years ago, if only somebody in my life 20 years ago had said, you know, Paula, you know, this, this needs to be different like this. I, I would have saved myself so much heartache. I would have, I, you know, things would be so different in my life. I want to do this for other women. And I think that's, like you said, you didn't set out one day to just be like, become a no. and, um, <laughs> it really was through, and I can attest to it. I mean, it was through failure after failure after failure. Yes, it really was. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's so it's so interesting that you say that. I don't remember saying that, but that's really this is my whole life now is because I believe so much in the power of it. I know it. I've lived it. I've lived the other side of it. And women deserve to have these kinds of relationships. They really, you know, they really do. Women are the love in the world. We bring life forward through uh, birthing and we just are the love in the world. We just are the love in the world and we, we unfortunately are, as much as our emotions are beautiful and so profound, they can get us into a lot of trouble with men if it's not directed in a way because you took your emotions and you put them aside when you were talking to your guy about what you needed and you dealt with him in a way that a man respects dealing with uh, or being dealt with. You explained it in a a non quote unquote, and I hate this word because men use it all the time against us, drama way. You had no drama with it. You, and because they can't, they connote emotions as drama, and it's right. not. But for them, they experience it as drama. So that's why we have to be so circumspect in how we you know, deal with them and judicious with our emotions, show them softness, but yet really send a message that's very clear and that is very focused and concise and this is what I need and that's it and then they either follow suit or they don't and you did it so I'm really glad you remember that time because I guess I was coming to this all of those years and that was part of the book which the book is a labor of love it's a very difficult thing to do that was a labor of love and now all of this is and I'm just so happy that it worked out in in terms of helping a friend as well because you mentioned if I said if only I'd had this 20 years ago what's so fascinating Mm -hmm. to me is I did I actually had a very my best friend of gosh I've known her for I don't even want to say how many years Um, but I met her in my early 20s almost my whole life yes (laughs) And yes, exactly. And she was an absolute rules girl her whole life. But and she would be telling me certain things, but because it was a friend in a way and that I thought that that was just for her and that worked for her. Right. And I couldn't be that because we are, even though we're very, very close friends, we couldn't be more different. So I never connoted that, that those things were kind of universal and would work for me. So it was the uh-huh. messenger. The message was right, but I didn't have the right messenger. Our thing was unique in the fact that you, I guess because we came to the rules together and you trusted it, 
which is a testament to you and kind of just it all came together. But for the most part, I think it's really hard when a friend comes to you with something and says it. It almost seems like, oh, this is what you should do and you're not doing it right or something. Or it's just out of, well, I don't, or it's just kind of supportive and not really helpful. There's something different about actually hiring somebody, I believe, to to guide you because you tend to do stuff in a different way when you're actually following like a program or doing something where you're focused on the outcome. Yeah. I think it's it's outcome focused where it was just, we used to get on the phone, my friend and I for hours and hours and talk about this stuff and talk around it, but it never changed anything for me. Now I look back and think, Oh my God, if I had like followed suit, I would have been in a different place. It, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. You had to come to it in your own way, you know? And yeah. The way you had to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I just think it, it speaks to the fact of following somebody that you believe what they believe and trust in the evidence that they're producing outcomes, I think, as well, because that's also part of it. I think sometimes when I put my message out there, you know, in the past seven months, I only work with a handful of women. In the past seven months, I've helped six of them get engaged, get proposals that they did not think that it was going to happen. And I think when I put that message out there, I think, just like we were talking about before, that people don't believe it. They don't believe, like, okay, well, that's her. And that's, uh-huh. you know, a special uh, thing that, you know, she has and he loves her enough and this and that. And it's really not. With men, it really is that formulaic in a way because men live by their decisions. And what we do that provokes those decisions, they stick by here's the other thing that I believe and you know my puppy principle that men love women and if a man is with you and spending time with you even I would say any man except that ultimate consumer there is something that he really likes or even loves about you like, for example, with the guy that when we were in the same job and had both had the bad relationships, I had no doubt that he loved you on certain levels. He absolutely did. He did. He did. Yeah. There's no question. And my I guy, do. too. My guy, yes, too. he did. And if we had done it from the beginning in the ways, and that's why the rules is so profound, because when you start there, it's so much easier Right, even if you mess up along the way, if you start with the rules, it is it makes an enormous difference. Not that you can't rectify it, but it's gonna take a lot of time and it's gonna be a lot harder. Uh I, I think about that guy and how I could have I had so many, so many chances to fix it and I just didn't know how. Me too. I just didn't know how. And by the time, and I let it go on too long, and by the time I made the, and I, I just, unlike you, who did the leave him to Lorman exactly the right way, I messed it up like, oh my God. <laughs> I really messed it up. Again, thank goodness, because I wouldn't be where I am now, and my life wouldn't be, and that's where I say for all women, look ahead because you can. And if you decide that you want your life to be in a, in a different place, you want your relationships to be in a different place, you can make that happen. You absolutely can. And we're a testament to it. I, I love that you said that, you know, that any woman can have it because it's really true. I mean, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm full of flaws. Um, and, but any, any woman really can it's we all deserve it and we all can have it you just you just have to know the right way to do it that's all yes it's so so true and every woman deserves it for sure because Mm -hmm. we you know we are just 
the love. I, I say, I believe it's a rare woman. I know um, a sister of a friend of mine, and she has been alone her entire life. And she is perfectly happy, you know, from what I know from her brother. She has no interest in having a relationship. It's just not part of her lexicon in life. And I would say that's exceedingly rare for a woman. Yeah. I know a couple of guys like that, but again, they they don't want a relationship, but they certainly play around with different women, right? They're they just don't want they're consumers, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to relate. Yeah, absolutely. The world is filled with consumers. But you can because women ask me this all the time, can you take a consumer and actually help them become a buyer? And yes, the rules and these strategies, if there is any chance that's you have you have to do it and then you see and it's it's you don't waste a lot of a lot of your time doing it. You give a specific amount of time for that to occur and then you do like what you did, what I've done and that you then you see the results. And if not, it's it's not meant to be and you have to move on because it will only erode because I always say more time in by itself or just time alone never changes a consumer into a buyer. No. It's what you do. Why would they need to change? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so glad you did this. Thank you so much for coming on and spending your time. Oh, you're welcome. It was fun. I'm happy. I'm happy to help. And if, if you know, just like you said, if I can help a woman too, that would be that would be great. Because um, I I finally figured it out um, with your help, and I I'm so glad that you're helping women with this also. And um, it's it's great. It's really great. And when we do a relationship in the right way, like you and I have done. It turns out right with a Mr. Right. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah. Please, if you're helped by these podcasts, please subscribe and share. And make sure with a man in your life that you are making him wonder. Thanks again, Aaron. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.